surprised you didn't mention what I was doing. But still, like, it's funny that you didn't even know I was gone until the next day. That's true. I, I disappeared for like an hour, and you're like, he left? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm having fun. What can you say? You know, I don't, I don't need you around to have fun. I can have fun hey. in the environment. I'll let you go do your own thing. Uh, well, yeah, I did my own thing. It was uh, That was an interesting night, for sure. Um, I don't know if we'll be seeing that Billy again. Okay, anyway. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream Parks, and Matoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets, RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets, RacingDudes.com, for all of your needs, RacingDudes.com, for all of your leads, RacingDudes.com, for all of your bets, RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. What is up, I'm Jared Wells, he's not Aaron Hoffman, and this is Blinkers Off, what's up, Savage, what are you, wrong? you're here early, what, wrong show, dude. Oh, really? Oh, man, okay, I gotta go, I'll catch you later, man, see ya. <laughs> No, it's uh, nice to be on Blinkers Off. I think it's the first time I've ever hosted Blinkers Off or, or co-host or whatever you want to call it. So I'm excited for my uh, my hosting debut here. You can host it if you want. I would prefer that, honestly. No, I'm good. I'm an analyst here. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the paperwork says. <laughs> yeah, a uh, little, little birthday present to uh, Aaron Halterman. Today's his birthday. I think he's like 40. No, I don't think he's 40. I think he's 39, maybe, I want to say. He's old. I know that much. Well. That's harsh. How old are you? I'll be 40 next year. June 20th. Big 4-0, baby. So you're, so you're the old one of the crew. Yeah. I wasn't I'm sure if you were the old one. <laughs> well, <laughs> by the way, I got to say this. Like, I, I watched your uh, uh, Magic Mike last week. I wasn't making fun of you. Actually, I was giving you a compliment. I, I think <laughs> I think Fun Magic is – or Fun Sandwich is the best sandwich. Like, that was – I mean, you were the one I could depend on the most that trip. I, I, I got to tell you, I am uh, there's there's certain drunk personas that people have. Right. And some people get like angry and want to fight people. And some people get like all aggressive and everything. I just get happy go lucky when I get drunk and I'm just running around trying to have a good time. And like normally it doesn't offend anyone, which is good. Right. But I just I'm just trying to have a good time. I'm a really like happy, fun, <laughs> drunk person. So, uh, yeah, that definitely came out of Keeneland, you know, throwing some footballs to people's and cars next to us at stoplights. That's always fun. Just having a good time. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was a fun little trip. And I'm glad uh, glad you got to see that that version. It's a pretty it was a pretty rare. Uh, we'll call it a super effective there where I, usually a trip you'll be like, well, you know, Hawthorne got trashed and we kind of all, but we all kind of collectively got to our, our points. I felt like, like that. if you would have, if you would have showed up to, to us about 1am Saturday night at downtown Lexington, you would have saw kind of what all of our personas are when we've uh, been having too much fun all day. Everyone definitely had their moments. I mean, you know, magic <laughs> at dinner disappearing. And we're like, uh, is he coming back? Like what's going on? I mean, that was, that was a little interesting. Uh, obviously I got her going a little bit later in the night. Like Aaron was, 
it seemed like he would kind of would peaked early and then kind of started to slow down a little bit, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a great time. Uh, it, you know, it's just a blast. You get to actually go out and see each other. Horse racing, you don't always get together all that often. And a lot of times you're dispersed around. So it's nice for things like Breeders' Cup when you get to get together and then actually have a good time with it. And then, uh, you know, I don't, I'm surprised you didn't mention what I was doing. But still, like, it's funny that you didn't even know I was gone until the next day. That's true. I, That's I disappeared true. for like an hour and you're like, he left? I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i'm having fun what can you say you know I don't, I don't need you around to have fun i can have fun right. in the environment i'll let you go do your own thing uh, well yeah i did my own thing it was uh, that was an interesting <laughs> night for sure um i don't know if we'll be seeing that philly again okay anyways so halterman is gone he's in i think he's in st louis right watching the blues uh for yeah, his blues birthday. Game for birthday so i thought Let's do, you know, we don't have a lot going on this weekend uh, in terms of stakes action, but we do have a, a graded stakes race at Churchill Downs. I figure let's bring in one of the best, uh, as far as the multi-races go, let's bring in Samich. We'll do a pick five. You guys are doing the pick five at Aqueduct in an hour, right? So you're going to do knock out two pick fives here. Let's try to get one of these home. Uh, why don't we just cash them both, man? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's good. Two hours of Samich pick five action here on the Racing Dudes channel, so... Grab yourself a beer and strap in, and let's hit some hit, let's hit some multi race bets. And if you don't like Samich or Pick Five, this is not your two hours of racing, dudes. So, <laughs> okay, um, but no. Uh, and actually, I, I think I'm going to do this a little different. You know, usually with the Magic Mike, you guys each have your collective tickets. Um, I thought you know we would do one together. So like we're going to go through each of these legs, kind of give, give the horses we like individually, kind of do the thing that you guys do. Uh, as friends or if you guys are together playing pick fives or whatever the track like where you're like hey no i gotta use this four i can't not take you know use this like that's what we're gonna do we're gonna collectively we don't know each other's uh picks going into this so we're kind of gonna go through this race by race and make a ticket together um and see if we can hit this thing we'll actually play it on saturday uh let's see Bree wants to know you might know this do you know the quinilla problem at goldstream <laughs> yeah so this is um this is a pretty common thing that's done by betting groups uh, so just to explain for the people who haven't watched, um, there was one person, one specific account. Uh, the pool was $24,000, the Quinella pool for race one at Gulfstream. I believe it was last Friday, something like that. Um, and 18000 of the $24,000 was bet by a single account. And that single account bet the $18,000 on the longest shot with all in the Quinella pool, thus completely bombing that price for the longest shot. And every other price went up massively. So the favorite one in the second choice ran second, and the Quinella paid $42, which is wild, considering the exact was like 8 bucks or something, right? Um, the reason this happens is because it's a setup scheme where a group will hammer the overseas books, which do not bet into the pool, but pay out based on what the payout is. So if you have a bunch of books playing a contract like Gulfstream where the max payout is 30000 overseas, if you bet that Quinella down... The $13, the one that you don't want to bet, but then you bet the other ones that you do and you're confident in how it's going to go. You're now getting $42 for a Quinella that probably should have paid 12 and you can bet it across three or four sports books overseas and try and clear $120,000. And so that's what some syndicate groups do is that they will hammer down a specific bet in the U.S. pools so that they can take advantage of it in the international pools where it doesn't get bet down, even though they're betting way more money internationally than in the actual U.S. Uh, parimutuel pool. That's nuts. By the way, there yeah. could not be a better like. There could not be someone that understands that more than you. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Um, it makes. I mean, it's dirty, but makes sense, I guess. In a weird way, it's actually good for the better, which sounds like 
wild, right? But guess what? Everyone, you know, the other $6,000 worth of money in that Quinella pool, they all got the benefit of someone dumping $18,000 away. So right. like, I, I get where there's the outrage from the overseas books because you're totally getting manipulated. But, yeah. you know, but over here, it works out. <laughs> if you bet the two six Quinella in the first, you were really happy when you saw you got $42 back instead of 12. So I, I get where the like the hey, it's obvious manipulation. Clearly, someone is trying to I'm not going to say cheat because you're not cheating. You are manipulating one book to be able to to be able to take advantage of multiple others and trying to turn a profit for it. But you what I mean, what you you really can't do anything about it, you know, like as far like if you're out of these overseas books, how, unless you shut it down. Well, that's what the overseas books, they can choose not to pay it out because I mean, it's it's an international book, right? It's there's there's a lot, there's no uh, regulation around it, which is one of the reasons you're able to do this. So they right. can choose to say, hey, this is obvious manipulation, we're not going to pay out the Quinella, we're just going to refund money on the first race Quinella at Gulfstream that day. And that's really the risk if you are this betting group is that uh, because you were so blatant about it, I mean, the, the Quinella pool in the next race had $3,000 in it, had 24000 in the first race and 18000 came from one account. Clearly, right. you're manipulating the pool, right? Um, they can. There is rules on most overseas sports books that if manipulation is found, the bet is uh, considered a no action, and you just get your money back, and then they're out the 18 grand that they bet. So their assumption is they're going to be able to get away with it at least one of the international sports books. Yeah, I would imagine this. Because that's the thing. You never know. You do that. You pull that off a few more, a few more times. You're probably not going to get your money <laughs> at some point. They, they will no. stop that, or they just won't simply pay you out and shut down your account so um well, and Gulfstream's responded by canceling their quinella pool right so that that because you have to be there's different ranks of tracks overseas and so an a track they pay out 30 grand a b track they'll pay out 10 a c track they'll pay out five so it's less money so you have to find a big track with a really small pool that you can manipulate to be able to pull this off Gulfstream is one of those unique tracks with a quinella that has these smaller pools that you can take a shot at doing this with so Gulfstream's responded by essentially saying hey we're going to take away the quinella now you got to bet in the exact pool, which is fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Right. That's going to take a lot more money to manipulate. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, when you have those smaller pools, it doesn't take a ton to to just bombard it and make the and skew the odds. So there you go. Uh, we've all learned something today from Mike Samich. We'll see if we can learn some more here coming up today's show. We're going to preview and give our picks for Saturday's late pick five at Churchill Downs, a sequence headlined by the three hundred K Chaluki Stakes. Uh, this, uh, is the only stake graded stakes race of the weekend. So here we go. Let's go. Not a banger of a weekend from a grade stakes perspective. When you got the Chaluki stakes is your main, your only (laughs) grade. Can only go up from there, but it does, you know, the next couple weeks, obviously we've got the Clark and, uh, you know, getting closer to, uh, December with, the. Los Alamitos, and of course, seeing kind of the Baffert army that's starting to come out. See, um, as we get in, we got the draft coming up next month. Uh, of course, I've already, I don't know about you, but I get into November and I'm like, all right, I got to start paying attention to these two year olds because now I've got to, <laughs> like, I care more. Usually, my fan, my fantasy football team's actually done decent this year, but usually my fantasy football team's so bad by November where I'm, or, you know, in December, when I'm like, now it's all hands on deck with the, with the, uh, the dudes draft. And especially in the years past when I felt like there was so much more on the line when you had, you know, the punishment situation, uh, it got very nerve wracking. I got, I feel let down that the year that we cancel the punishment is the year that we can't do it. I mean, we had a whole plan. We're going to have someone take like dress up and as an Instagram post. <laughs> and then you could take pictures with the Instagram post. It's like they were going to have to hold it around. We're going to have to have magic Mike Instagram pictures. And 
all got ruined, man. By the way, uh, the six just won the last at Aqueduct at 16 to one, capping off a sequence that included a 45 to one winner and a 34 to one winner. And there's now a pick five carryover at Aqueduct oh tomorrow, $177,000. So that's going to be a, a hell of a pool. Probably going over a million bucks in the late pick five tomorrow at Aqueduct. Can you get that to carry over one more time into Saturday? <laughs> no, it will, the, pick five, the pick six might. The pick five will not. It was a, just an absolute drunk day at Aqueduct. I mean, just unreal. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yes, Shotty, you're in, you're in this year, right? So, uh, so you got to be get, getting ready for this and um, for the two year olds. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely. But just to be clear, like I never, even though I may have had a part of killing the the punishment because i maybe apparently i was overboard with my punishments i always supported the punishments i thought that was a need for the league so that's that's completely on halterman so don't 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 come out don't come at me with that because i love the punishments even though i was afraid of them just go with the dictator right do what he said he doesn't give a shit he just does what he wants to do <laughs> all right saturday churchill downs the late pick five we're gonna try to tackle this thing I uh, brought my man Samich on, who knows a thing or two about hitting pick five, pick four sequences, and we're gonna tr- we're gonna go through this. We each have our tickets kind of beforehand. Um, we don't know what they are, but we're gonna go through each of these legs, kind of construct a ticket together, uh, combine uh, a ticket basically, play it together on Saturday, and see if we can bring this thing home. Let's kick things off with race seven uh, on Saturday at Churchill Downs. It's a fifty-two thousand dollar purse, twenty thousand dollar claiming going a mile. Uh, you know, <laughs> field of 12, uh, so much that, uh, you know, I, I am admittedly, this is the, I hate fields like this, a large field of $20,000 claimers makes it tough to start off a sequence with. So let's try to survive. Who do you, uh, who do you going with first here? Who do you like kind of initially when you look at this field? So two horses jumped out to me. Um, I, I kind of thought you had to use the three horse explosive here, dropping down in class, Doug O'Neill, Gaff Leone, blinkers on. Uh, it's generally a pretty good angle for uh, for Doug O'Neill. I think this horse probably makes the lead. And in these lower level claiming races, I always want the horse I think can make the lead, especially mm-hmm. if they have the back class to actually get it done. You go back to the race three back at Los Al. Uh, horse ran well in $20,000 non-winners one. Never been down as low as this level. I think the level is really what makes the difference here for explosives. So I, I think that horse has a decent shot at going gate to wire. Other one I liked was a bit of a price here. I want to go to the eight horse Mulberry Street, who's going to be cutting back from back to back mile in the 16th races. But this five-year-old seems to be starting to recapture the four-year-old form that we saw at Santa Anita. And those races are good enough to win. I mean, we have a nice race back at Churchill, third career start too. Also more than good enough to win this. Hartman off the claim, 24% with a $2.65 ROI. And the three is the speed of the race, but not the lone speed of the race. There's a couple of horses I think want to go here. I think Mulberry Street probably gets a decent setup as well. So I, I love that 12 to one price on the eight horse Mulberry Street too. Yeah, I like, you know, the fact that you're getting the first off the claim with Hartman. I think that's a nice angle as well. It's pretty well. Um, the eight was a horse that I considered. I didn't put on mine, but it was kind of the first one off. I like the four as well pretty much what you said i mean I, it's more of a case of or no, i'm sorry the three because it's like i mean anytime you have a, a a horse that's you know coming down a little bit plus lone speed or seemingly could be lone speed a horse that's like doug o'neill bringing a horse like you gotta think and that's that's kind of and i've had a lot of success i know you have too especially in tournaments finding those kind of horses um that are longer priced horses that you know look like they could be lone speed and kind of a shittier um 
race. What about the uh, what about the eleven? Five to two favorite. Are you playing against? Because this horse also looks like it could have uh, a decent amount of speed. I included the eleven um, on the ticket I did myself because I think that Jonathan Wong coming back off the claim at the same level is a is the right fit. I mean, you go back to the previous races, fifty k claimers, optional N one X, optional N three L, all at the eighty seventy five type range. So. Winning at 20, being claimed by Wong is 28% off the claim, and coming back at 20 means that we're probably staying at the right level here. I have a single later in my ticket, which means I can spread in a couple other legs. I'm going to go short and personally in that next leg, which we'll talk about in a second here. So Blue Kentucky made the ticket for me. Logical horse here. Don't love the post, don't love the setup, but I, I think is is properly put in here. And if we repeat the last efforts, could be very, very tough to beat. Yeah, to me, the 11... I... I put on top in terms of my, you know, as far as my order of preference and just because of what you said, like, I don't, it's more of a defensive on top because I don't necessarily love much in the field. And I think this one is, could be the kind of the best of the best. Um, I thought that last race was pretty impressive. And yeah, look, like you said, Wong, um, first off the claim as well is another, uh, and he, you know, him and Santana have been teaming up to do well as well. Uh, two horses that I don't think you use that I have on mine. So we're going to have our first kind of, dilemma is the one and the six uh here two horses that i i put through on here uh the one i thought you know Keneally with uh, martin garcia this is a horse that i felt like you know last two efforts you know ran at churchill downs uh, last time out finished third well beaten um but i feel like the going a little bit longer might aid this horse those last two efforts going six and a half and seven feels like the horse wants to go longer um just more of a gut play more than anything there and then uh the six a horse that i thought is has shown uh, to have somewhat of a tactical some tactical speed has ran at churchill downs again another horse that finished third last time out at churchill downs but um you know could i feel like could make some noise um with a, with the, at a big price so that was kind of my my my, pr my two prices that i include any 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 love for either one of those I have distance concerns with both. That's why neither made my ticket. I actually looked at the one for a while um, because we were dropping down to the lowest level we've seen. And that's something I care about in these claiming races. The race two back at six and a half, you feel like you probably could have gotten to seven. My issue is you go back to the, the mile races um, on turf at Kentucky Downs did okay. But you go back to the two dirt races, a mile and a mile 16th at Churchill in October, November of last year. Yeah, it wasn't good. Uh, was going backward right toward the end um, and, and the issue with the six to me is that I, I feel like the six needs to be out front and the four, three and the four are going to set a decent pace here I'm not sure the six stretching out here is going to be able to keep up with them and then kick home so that's why I, I, I kind of didn't use either of them I would use the one over the six if I was going to use either of them because I did consider the one at least um, what about the nine Juanita's Express here uh, Joseph Deegan five for 23 on the year 23 percent so a higher percentage trainer uh, this is an interesting one because I think that the race two back is actually good enough at Turf Paradise or Turfway Park, I'm sorry, to, to be able to uh, get the job done here. Never touched the dirt, but Fedbiz, not a bad dirt sire. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if, if this one comes in here live. This is owned by the trainer as well. Uh, you're getting a nice price here at 15 to 1. Probably going to get it ignored on race day as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if this one floats up a little bit. Maybe we end up going like five deep here on a combo ticket. And we go really skinny in the next leg, really skinny in a uh, in a single race. Uh, the feature here, if if we agree on that one, I think the nine is the one horse that, 
let's just put it this way is uh, has no business winning that could win and what i mean by that is like he has no you know there's no no dirt you know uh he's only ran on turf and synthetic been running at turfway park i mean it's like come on but the numbers uh, both on buyer wise and uh when you look at time form aren't necessarily out of the picture ran a 95 uh, two back ran 94 uh, last time out, you know, and if you like, you know, like I like the kind of like the one I mean, that's that's higher than the one, um, you know, obviously a couple of these stand out like the three and the four and the 11 uh, on time form anyways, but from anyone else, that horse is right in the in the picture if the horse can get to dirt. So I mean, that's the big if but I don't necessarily hate that play from a you're I mean, dude, you're gonna I bet we get I bet the horse is 20 to one. I mean, it'll be a huge price. You're going to get a number. It's also first start late in the four-year-old season. We haven't seen this horse uh, since March 4th. So you're, you're coming off a layoff, um, and, and you're, this is a logical spot where this horse takes a step forward if we're fit off the first. Now, that could be the biggest concern for me is that uh, a trainer, you know, only, only 0 for 3 in the last five years off this layoff. So I'm not going to say, like, just can't get him ready because 0 for 3 is a really small sample size. But when I'm looking for, for reasons to improve, First start late in the four-year-old career is a logical improvement spot for a lot of these horses. And, and if we're already ahead of other horses with numbers on the synthetic, and we have a trainer that for a small barn wins at a high percentage, and you get that four, first start late four-year-old season, I, I, I can make an, a pretty solid case. You don't want to leave this one off if you're going to spread in a race like this. All right. So what, let's, do this, let's do it this way. Now we've kind of we've covered the race. We kind of have an idea. Let's go to the next one. Let's go through each one like this. And then we'll kind of go back through once we have an idea of the races we feel strongest about. And then we can kind of key around those races to make the ticket. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's go to race, uh, race eight, maiden special weight here. Um, 120K, six and a half furlongs for two year olds. And, you know, this is one of those cases where you have a horse like the seven who, um, you know, pretty clear favorite here at five to two for, uh, for Asmussen. TGAF gets them out, has experience, but there's several in here that don't. Um, you know, you're looking at, say, the two, maybe. Uh, the horse that looks like the horse that could be something. I mean, there's some spe- like I wouldn't say special horses. I guess possible special horses, but you know, well, uh, high purchase price horses uh, that are making debuts here. I mean, this Corona uh, Corona Bolt uh, was uh, for 225k. The three event detail was for 600k. Um, you know, so these horses are are high purchase prices. Obviously, well bred uh, most for the most part. The seven though, we'll start with the seven because I know that this is the horse that I know you and I both looked at. You know, has be- been beaten pretty well off the last two efforts, uh, but now you ha- have a feel that maybe the horse can uh, that can handle. Plus, uh, you're you're getting that kind of third off where a lot of these horses are going to be making their first start. Yeah, and one thing you didn't mention, I think, is kind of sneaky here that people don't always notice. Drew the rail both of the first two starts, going six and a half furlongs. That is a, a not an easy task for a two year old to take on, especially one that doesn't show gate to wire speed. This horse was, was three or four lengths off both times, had to chase inside, then wheel outside around the lane. That, that takes a professional horse to be able to win like that. The seven now draws outside, has tactical speed, should sit a much better trip, be much more comfortable in this spot. I, I like this post position switch as much as anything else for the seven horse communication memo here. Um, and look, Ashton knows how to get these ready. If we run back to that first start, it's going to be tough for anyone but a couple of these first time stars to jump up and get them. I think it's funny you mentioned event detail. This is an OXO horse. I, I I can't give it full credit for being 600K because it's an OXO horse. It seems like they pay over pay for like every single horse they own. They don't even look at the other bids. They just sit and just like throw in a number that they want. It doesn't matter. I know every horse of theirs is like a huge, 
purchase price, and very few of them are any good. I think Chad Brown reminded them the only way to win a grade one for OXO is to go to Chad Brown, right? Mm-hmm. I know, and I don't know about you, but I, I kind of feel that way too. And I'm like, oh, it's an OXO, but it's not Chad Brown. Like, I know they don't really use, you know, use them as much anymore, but still you're like, eh, I don't know. Like yeah. nothing against Lobo, but uh, I don't know. I, to me, uh, this horse looks like could be pretty quick. I, I mean, I get it, you never know. Being a city light horse uh, into mischief dam or buying into, out of it into mischief dam. Um, Seems like the horse could be pretty quick, uh, but it gets Louis size, attracts Louis size there, which I, I think is awesome. So there's something to like, I think, with the horse. But again, you're going to have to step up in a huge way. Because, um, you know, there's a few in here. I don't think the five is a, is without question of the rate to win the race. It has two starts and two seconds. Um, so there's some it's something to like about a few of these in here that I think one of these first-time starters is going to have to be the goods in order to, to kind of bounce up here and win yeah i agree i mean you, you can't even ignore the outside horse moot to weed i think it is uh shadwell farm homebred by quality mm -hmm. road stands for 150k that horse probably sells pretty well uh if it goes to auction that's a pleasure first time starter too so i thought you had to pay a little attention to that but for me it came down to the four bolt to oros here uh, it's kind of interesting considering it's a, <laughs> a freshman sire but the two the five the seven and the ten are all bolt to oros they were the top four in my mind here. Maybe you can make it to argument between the 10 and 11 to me. Um, I, I like the two quite a bit, Corona Bolt in this spot. I mean, this is a Stone Street Stables horse. Like you said, sold for $225,000. Brad Cox, 20% first time out. Florent Giroux, when he teams up with Cox, 24% here at Churchill. Horse has been working out consistently well. I really like the Keeneland work on October 15th, four of 82. Um, 92, I think, is a fair price on this horse. Uh, I don't know if you want to go single here with a, a two-year-old race like this, but I do think Corona Bolts is a good shot at being able to take this field gate to wire. The one interesting thing, none of the horses that have run have shown speed. And a lot of times these two-year-old races are one gate to wire. That, I think, is the one advantage here for the non-starters. The, the, uh, non yeah, you know, and, uh, and uh, Brad Cox hits at 20% first starts. 25% with two-year-olds, um, you know, when they, when he's got one of these two-year-olds, especially one that's obviously well-bred and kind of, you would assume would have some sort of high expectations. Um, they're going to come running, you know, they're going to be, they're going to not, he's not going to have them flat. You wouldn't think coming in this race. So uh, honestly, I, I, I have the two on top in this race. Um, I, I, I got two, three, five. I actually took a stand against a seven. But I, I get why we would want to use the seven if you, if you, you, you know, I can be talked into the seven. Um, the three, I'm not loving the three, but that is more of a defense play. But yeah, I have no doubt. Uh, I, I think we can agree that we both really like the two here. And I I got a single coming up. Um, so I don't know if we want to go two singles, but we can go deeper in these legs. Um, I don't know. Yeah, as long as we agree on the single, we'll be good here. Because I, I have one coming up as well later. I, I thought you had to use the five or the seven. I didn't think it was a great idea to use both. And that's where I ended up with, on my ticket, I said 2-7. On yours, you went 2-3-5. Same, same mentality where I don't want to have both of those horses. Right. I felt the 7 was better. You felt the 5 was better. Yeah, and honestly, it was more of a, I was trying to beat a favor a little bit, create some value. Um, again, it was not necessarily a, a thinking of, I don't think the 7 can win. It was more like, well, I've got to take a stand. Like you said, i got to take a stand against one of them. Um, I like the fact that, uh, the five maybe had, you know, the, the thing is like, I was kind of on the fence with the seven. So first start gets smoked by Loggins, pretty good horse, right? Pretty um, good, yeah. 
comes back, gets smoked again. It's like the, I mean, I get the horse is is been maybe running in some good races, but just has not even gotten close really to winning. You know, so I, I, that's the concern. The five at least has has been competitive, although obviously much lighter fields as well. But um, to me, kind of flip a coin with between the five and the seven. I would imagine the seven will be bet harder than the five, wouldn't you? Um, I think that the actual the morning line I think is pretty good for these two. I don't think you're going to see any horse under under two to one. Um, I think you might get two to one on the seven, maybe five to two on the five. But I, I would expect if there is not a, a like word is out, you know, tipper first time starter here, I would expect that you're going to see those two go off at similar prices. All right, all right, we'll go back. This is I feel like this is going to be the, the the decision here. We're going to have a tough uh, to get through this. All right, let's go to the next race. Uh, race nine, it's allowance optional claiming, uh, going one one sixteenth miles on the turf for uh, Phillies and mares, three year olds and up. You've got a field of ten uh, lined up here, and really it's kind of I don't know. This to me was the maybe the second toughest leg um, of the pick five. Definitely the one I went I went deep in the seventh, and I went deep in this race. Is kind of you feel that's kind of the same way. Um. I, I felt pretty comfortable going four deep here, or I'm sorry, three deep here. Um, but I also don't like the favorite, which makes it a lot easier for me. I don't like the 10 Fairchild at all. Um, being hung all the way out wide, had been forwardly placed in races that were longer, and now is cutting back in distance. It's not going to be nearly as close to the lead. Um, also, just I, that's not a horse that I'm generally betting when you're coming, going from Lone Star, you go to Kentucky Downs, and you like the Lone Star race is what people are going to look at. Well, you know, you had Stuart Elliott. It wasn't that good of a field. You were carrying 117. You had never carried that low. Uh, your only win is that race in your maiden breaker, and you're going to see this horse get back pretty good just based on the numbers. So the 10 was one of those that I felt you could try and play against, and because of that, it kind of shortened my ticket here. I think the six Caldy is really interesting in this spot. Um, stretching back out has had success going a mile and 16th, going a mile before. Should make the lead. Um, this is Brad Cox and Florent Giroux again. There's just not that much speed in here. I mean, really, the only other speed is the seven undisturbed right to the outside. Uh, and if we're able to clear and get to that turn first, I think this could end up being a fairly easy lead for the uh, the six-horse Caldy. Yeah, I think we could agree on the 10. Um, you know, the only, the only positive I felt like with the 10 was that, you know, you have a horse that, like, you know, you know is going to like the distance, right? Um, that was the only plus side going a mile 16th on, on the turf, but not necessarily a, a, a grueling distance. But... A horse that's been running um but longer uh so to that to, to me the 10 drawing wide didn't necessarily scare me too much but still um at three to one i think you're you're fine to try to beat uh i i, I like the six uh, i had the six as well uh how about the I, I think the seven is is dangerous at 12 i've got a i got two 12 to ones um that we're gonna agree on here. one of them <laughs> you what we're gonna agree on one of them then <laughs> oh well, how about the nine? Do you like the nine Dreamworker? I do like the nine. Yeah, this is actually my second pick in the race. I, I think that this one is just set up to run a big race here. I like Animal Kingdoms on the turf. Uh, I, I don't have any issue with the distance. Looks like we've been able to get that mile distance, no problem. The extra 16th, I don't think is going to be an issue. Completely just, just throw out the last race. Like, you look at that one, it's not a $500,000 race uh, over his head for sure. Running going at six and a half, they fly early. Just, just not a spot where you're going to see the best out of this horse. Joe Sharp, Luis Saez, I, I, this one is just one of those all systems go type long shots that I can just see sitting third or fourth around the whole race and just getting the lead mid stretch 
and then it's can you catch them, right? So I, I thought you almost had to use her here in this spot with the with the twelve to one price. Yeah, I, I, it's my top pick. So um, I think yeah, we definitely are going to be using the nine here. I, all the reasons you said. I, yeah, I tossed the last race, and you're going a little bit longer, longer than the horse uh, really has uh, ever on turf, anyways. And yeah, to me, it feels like the horse is going to sit the right trip. And you got to love the fact that this horse has not necessarily gotten the the best of jockeys um, in, in his career, and then comes here in this spot and picks up Saez at twelve to one. So to me, that was a a pretty positive sign that the horse is doing well. So yeah, to me, she's all systems go. And I I just am also like I don't know that I love a ton in here. Um, you know, I think it's a good opportunity to try to beat that ten, like you mentioned. How about the eight, Barista? Did you like the eight? Yeah, the eight was my other horse. Um, and I was between the eight and the four. They faced each other last time as my third horse in here. I, I thought Barista makes a ton of sense second off the layoff. And coming from a little further back, but there should be enough pace, I hope. I love the fact that we got 37 to one last time. We're getting four to one this time. But it kind of, yeah. the, the race fits. And I, I understand why the price was what it was last time. You have a lesser barn coming off a long layoff. Horse isn't going to get bet, right? And now you have... Um, and now you have a second off that layoff. Hernandez picks up the mount, one of the top jockeys at Churchill. You've got that race to look at. But additionally, you can go back and you can say, okay, well, what about the Edgewood? The horse ran at Churchill Downs, runs second at a price to gift list. Um, that was the, that's the career high buyer, second career high buyer at Keeneland, runs well behind uh, more than unusual. Again, going to mile 16th there. So you have multiple races that you can now point to in the back class of this eight horse that fit, which, which kind of is the reason why you're jumping down from 37 to one to four to one. So I, I don't love the price switch, but I do think it's a, a very logical horse to use here. Yeah, I mean, and I I loved that last race, and really, if you time, from a time form perspective, came off that long layoff and put a, a career high time form uh, at one ten, and I think the horse, like you said, is going to get uh, should get any better. And I love the fact that Hernandez picks up the Mountain Baker and, and Hernandez when they team up they, for like thirty eight percent. So I mean, obviously, that's a huge sign this horse um it is live here so i love the eight as well i don't love the four to one like you said but i mean we got to pick try to pick a winner right so regardless of the price that's the need that's the idea need five on <laughs> the cash right <laughs> uh, all right let's go to the main event on uh on saturday this is of course the <clears throat> grade three race 10 grade three uh chilky stakes 300k for phillies and mares three-year-olds and up going one mile field of seven shows up here you got nine to five on the one coach for brad cox five to two on she can't sing three to one on mariah's princess uh center isles in here at six to one uh, liberty md at eight to one so there's kind of your top choices here but nine to five on coach uh, i think you and i both are are, are trying to just it seems like unless you're singling the last leg um are trying to single in this race is it coach that you're trying to trying to use here? No, I think this is a bad favorite. I think this the price is way too short here for a race where I, I think if coach wins, she goes gate to wire. I think she's the third fastest horse out of the gate. So that's a, that's a problem if that's the, <laughs> the most likely way to win. So I, I felt like you could try and get around coach here and, and people are going to fire on this horse. But you go back and like, look, the 90 buyer, the 91 buyer, the 85 buyer, which are three of her top four buyers in her career, all over a wet track. Sources run five times over a wet track, three wins in two seconds. Not supposed to be wet on Saturday, Churchill. I, like, I, I don't trust this horse over just a straight fast track where she's had some success. She's two for seven, don't get me wrong, but I don't really want to take what I believe is going to be seven or six to five over a horse that I think has inflated numbers over a wet surface. 
and has to face a pace disadvantage here because there is other speed in this spot. Dude, all right. That makes me feel better because I also took a stand against the one completely leaving off. Uh, in fact, I also singled. So it sounds like, okay, we'll yeah. see. Is, is it? Well, did, I yeah, say, well, 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 on the count of three, we'll just say the number. Okay. One, two, three. Two. Two. Ah, <laughs> all right. Really easy, there <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> I, I love it. I love the fact that this horse is three to one on the morning line. You know, this two, you know, you can make it like if you like the one making the second start off or making her second start off a long layoff. Well, the two is as well. Hadn't seen since December of last year. Came back to Keelan in October. Ran a really good second. I thought that day going to mile 16th, cutting back here to the mile. Uh, the horse has won at Churchill Downs in the past two starts, one win. Uh, and that was, you know, my like last year, last November. Um, so the horse won by six links. This horse, I think, is going to be ready to pop a big one. And you're going to get a big prize. Not big, but you're going to get a better price than you're going to get on the one where a lot of people, like you said, uh, are, should be singling the one here and, or at least going short. Maybe we can try to sneak one in here with the two. Yeah, I think Maria's Princess ready to fire. And I, I love the race two back at Churchill going seven furlongs. Her second best start of her career. Best was this last off the layoff. Beat Will Secret in that spot. Uh, ended up running second after making the lead and clearly just tiring down the lane going a mile and 16th. But that race two back at Churchill, the seven furlong, one turn race at Churchill, which is what we're doing again here. Uh, I thought was her most impressive career race at that point. Uh, I was able to run an 83 buyer there, but win by open lengths over Social Dilemma. She didn't really start that well. She was also drawn to the outside, so she was wide most of that race. This just sets up really well for her. I mentioned their speed. Look, Center Isle is going to go from that three post and put a lot of pressure on the one horse coach. I think the five Empire House is probably going to send. So you got a couple horses in here that want to press the pace. I think Mariah's Princess just sits right behind them. And, and as long as we can make a trip here for Martin Garcia, I think we're able to get the job done. Yeah, rider, pretty much a regular rider for her. Um, he's ridden her the last three times. So, yeah, you got to think that, you know, knows enough about her now. You know, this is like, to me, this is a horse that, you know, is not necessarily a, a, a crazy, um, like, price or, or crazy horse to win. I mean, the horse, you know, two back, won the mistletoe at Oakland Park. That was the last time we saw the horse and looked really, really good. Um, I thought that day, and of course, didn't see her again until here recently at Keeneland. But yeah, I'm with you. I thought that last race was really nice. She's she's tired. So, all right. I feel really good about this. I think that... Can I ask you, can I ask you a question real quick before we go on? Okay. What is she can't sink doing in this race? I, and what, you, what, not, what price would you need to bet she can't sing in this race? I was going to say, can I give you a 1A question and say, why is she 5-2 to two in this race? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Second I mean, I choice get, of the race is nuts. I, I get that she won an optional claimer here over the Churchill Dirt, running a, a 95 buyer, so ran a big number. Uh, there's nothing even close to that that can validate that from a dirt perspective, and clearly a better turf horse, like clearly. So I just, it, it's By the way, wild to me that she's in here at five to two. Here's a fun fact. You know the last time she tried dirt? It was in this race last year, and she got beat <laughs> by 17 links. It was like, it was that not the sign of like, hey, you know what? That didn't work out. We went to turf. Hey, we turned out to be pretty good on, on turf, you know? It's uh, funny multiple, you mentioned that. Uh, it was the sign to go run on turf. <laughs> Literally, it was the sign to go yeah. run. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, and, and not only that, it's like, okay, if she's in here, whatever. I mean, it's still a dumb decision. But, and why is the I just don't get the morning line. Like, yeah. what is it that makes the horse five to two here? 
little little bit of a mystery. Shadi actually brought up the other horse I considered here. I thought the four was an interesting one at a price. If you're trying to fade the one and you do think there's speed, Ice Orchard could come running here, coming out of longer races, cutting back to the one turn. I, I didn't, I, I, the numbers are a little light, but I wouldn't be shocked if Ice Orchard takes a step forward here and hits the board. Um, I also think this is a pretty tough sequence. So I didn't want to go too crazy here in this race because I think it's harder to narrow down other spots too. Did you look at the four at all? Um, I, I did, but I, I kind of leaned towards the seven more than I did the four in terms of uh, if there is some sort of pace meltdown. I kind of thought the seven maybe came running. You know, last time out, ran the TCA, obviously way, way um, too deep of waters there. But, you know, prior to that, had been running um, in ladder races and allowance races, been running well and kind of cl- coming late. You know, is one for one of the distance and five starts at Churchill Downs is four wins in a second. So, to me, the seven at a price, it was a little bit more appealing, um, bouncing back off of that tough race that uh, they ran her in um, last month. Yeah, I mean, face slammed last time out, three back, face Goodnight Olive, pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty good. The Breeders' Cup winner, Goodnight Olive, who just destroyed the field. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, obviously class relief. I, the problem is, is I, I don't know that even though there is class relief, I still think the two, one or the two, frankly, um, there's enough in here to where it's going to make it tough on the seven, but I definitely like the seven underneath. Um, I wouldn't have a problem if you like, say you really like the two, like us play like a two over four, seven or something exact straight exactly, because that would pay pretty well. Um, five, kind of knocking out everybody else. $5 two, what? two with one, four, seven. <laughs> That'll pay. Like ice cold. No, no, no. Five, two with one four seven, with one four seven, with one four. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. Cost you thirty bucks for five dollars. You probably get back over a thousand. This pretty much it's just pretty much guaranteed, isn't it? There you go. Book it. <laughs> All right, let's go to the last race here. The of the sequence race eleven, uh, allowance race for three year olds and up. <clears throat> uh, you got a mile and a quarter sandwich, so it's like kind of a, a little bit of the classic distance here for for three year olds, and it makes it a little tricky. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Sometimes I look at these races like, okay, it's going to, it's kind of a classic distance. So not many horses can do that. You kind of have to lean towards the horses that you know and you can depend on can get the distance. Um, and I only think there's a few that I, I feel comfortable with that. So what'd you go with in this one? Yeah, I thought this was a, a, going to be a more formful race. I, I didn't see a, a big price here that was going to kind of pop up and, and snap them off. Um, I, I've narrowed it down to four pretty quickly, and unfortunately, they're four of the, the shorter prices. I ended up really thinking going either two or three deep here. I had the eight on top. Um, I, I, look, I, I don't love War Campaign, but the race two back is by far the best. The race three back, by far the best. Facing Homebrew, Rattle and Roll, Creative Minister, just a lot better horses that are in here. The last race is a little scary. Uh, definitely something left to be desired there. Uh, you could make the case it's because we were stuck on the rail the whole time then had to tilt all the way out to the eight path. And, and so like I, I could see the excuse, but probably should have ran better than we did there. However, this is just not a field of world beaters. And, and it's like, okay, well, the other horses you'd think about, let's, the, the three strong quality, going to go to the lead. But really, do we do we think the three is going to be able to hold on for a mile and a quarter here? It seems like get a little tired a mile and an eighth, so I don't love the mile and a quarter idea. There's also other speed in here, so I don't think they're going to absolutely crawl up front. Uh, you know, you've, you've got horses like 10 Gauge, like Complete Agenda, who, you know, maybe, but they, they kind of seem like they're cut below uh, the two on the outside. And so that's, that's kind of how I ended up with the eight war campaign. And then the other one that I was going to use is the nine gate runner all the way to the outside, yeah. who 
I, I think makes a ton of sense here and, and ran pretty well last time going a mile and eighth and has won at this distance going a mile and a quarter before. Yeah, honestly, I feel like that, that uh, it sounds like we're on the same page because I, I feel like that allowance race at Keeneland was, is going to be the key race of this race. When I mean, because you had war campaign in there, you had gate runner, you had strong quality all in that race. Um, I, I, I kept, I'm going back and forth with strong quality because it's like, I'm with you. I thought the horse ran pretty admirable considering the horse got tired late, you know, definitely was the best of the speed that held on. Um, go, but so it's like you, you're logically, you say, well, if they're stretching out, there's no way that that horse can hold on. But the same part of you says, well, Cassie's not dumb. Why is he running the horse going longer? If he doesn't think the horse can get that long, unless they try to slow it down somewhat. So that's where I kept going back to on the fence. Like surely this horse, I mean, I thought the horse ran better maybe than a lot of them would have let's just say considering the, the kind of the horse how fast the horse went in the race um but yeah and then the eight and the nine i ultimately put the nine over the eight you can go either way i thought i liked the way the nine finished uh better in that that race that day but again i mean to me this is going this long uh you know you got nines an arrogant horse declaration more for the eight to me two horses that you think or no doubt can go uh this long so I, I'm on the three eight nine. That's who I went with. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I, I think the three is going to be in a little bit up against it, considering the pace. Yeah, those are my top three. Um, not really creative, right? Like it's got it's it's the chalk here, right? Like let's be honest, it's it's the horses that you'd expect to have. Um, yeah, the, the like the problem for me with the eight is a Lannery. Don't love Lannery, uh, especially on a favorite. And B that like the two races that you point to, he didn't win either of them. And I like it when the horses win the races that I want to point to that could that could win this. And really, if you take out the Bourbon Trail, I don't know if any of his races win it. Maybe the St. Louis Derby does. Maybe, um, but yeah. You know, it, it's it's like, you know, the, the, the issue I have with strong quality last time, six furlongs and 114, went 139 for the mile and was still giving it up late. And now we're going to add another another furlong onto it. Like, it just doesn't it doesn't scream like strong quality is going to be able to get the distance. Although I agree with you, Cash is not dumb. He's not not putting a horse in an intentionally bad spot because there's nothing else out there. there. There's other races you can get in a mile and eight. So maybe we go three nine here. We try and beat the eight. Um, let's let's let's. So we're singling the two, right? We know that we're right okay. Yeah, so now it's, it's time, it's, it's, it's nut cutting time, as they say. Um, two for sure in race 10. Are you writing this down? Yeah, I, I've got a little, little nod here. Okay, so, um, the two for sure in race 10 is our single. We can, we can build off of that. Uh, the ninth race, do you want to go six, eight, six, eight, nine, or six, seven, eight, nine? Um, Definitely the nine, definitely the six. Uh, race, let's see. I don't know, the nine I like. Let's gotta play the nine. So really, I don't, I am on the fence with the eight. Um, leave the eight off for now. So just six, six. nine? Uh, <laughs> this is wonderful radio now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, okay, just do six, do six nine for now. Okay. Keep it All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
All right, let's yeah. go to the top first race. I think we just spread in the first because if we're too deep in one deep in other legs, we've got room to spread. I think we both think that there's prices we could hit here. Um, we both liked, I, so I, I liked the three, eight, nine, eleven. You like the one six, right? The one six, so we, I had the four as well. In race, right, I like, all right, so what if we went one, three, four? eight, nine, 11. And then the seventh race, I was two, seven. I didn't think you have to go past that. You were two, three, five. Do yep. I go two, three, seven? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I would, I, I'm either, I'm okay with either doing two, seven or two, three, seven. If you want to, I, I like three, um, a decent amount just because he, it concerns me from a, if this horse just kind of, I like the fact that Sai has got a board there and I think we'll get a price. Um, whereas a lot of people might be playing the two, might be playing the seven, and not using the three as much. So I, if we want to, if we have budget to use three, let's use the three. Well, we're, we're at fifty-four bucks if we go three deep in that race right now. All right, let's do that. Actually, let's we'll add your six in the first race. So seven times three is twenty-one. Times three, this will be sixty-three dollar tickets. So I'll post it up right now. Who'd you use in the eleventh? How many? What horses? Well, uh, three, eight, nine. No, well, well, that's perfect. Thought you'd like that. Strong we're, we're, fall. Yeah, it's going. It's the aggressive middle legs that are letting us go after it here. Yeah, I mean, I think that having the same single makes it a lot easier for us to to go deeper here because. Uh, all right, so they pick five: one, three, four, six, eight, nine, eleven, with two, three, seven in race eight with 69 in race nine in the 10th we're singling the two and then the 11th three eight nine 63 dollars i mean that's a it's a, it's a very it's a affordable ticket yeah affordable and i mean we we took a stand against a lot of prices or a lot of you know uh favorites and we're we got a lot of prices mixed in there especially in those first uh two legs well, it, well we're with the, I mean, the third leg, we're playing a five to one and a 12 to one. So we're going too deep there with, with a, you know, reasonable numbers coming. You're getting, you're getting double digits either way that comes back. Also an interesting pick four sequence, if you look at it this way, where we don't, obviously our first race, we don't have as big of opinion. You play back the pick four ticket. You're only talking about, is that six, 18? You're talking about a $9 ticket for 50 cents. So you could even play that for like two bucks and come back for $36 on a $2 pick four ticket there to, to kind of close out the sequence and play the late pick four if you want to as well. All right, I like it. I like it. That's a that's a that was a that was a totally meshed together. <laughs> um, I mean, surely we can get through the first leg, right? Uh, you'd hope so. If not, we bet the pick four back cheap. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just hammer the shit out of that pick four if that's the case, because you know we can just play that for like five bucks. Um, yeah, let us know your thoughts if what you guys are using. Hopefully, this uh, this helped. I, I don't know. The, the, I think the leg that would be most concerning for me is the eighth um no wait no is that right uh no 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 i'm sorry the ninth the ninth is going to be the toughest right i mean because yeah. i don't i don't the eight would be the only other horse i really consider um possibly the four as well but it it's just i, I kind of like our, our stand here saying hey we're going to take the speed horse and the six and the nine horse who we both think has a shot at a price and hopefully mm -hmm. we can get through the leg and if we do it gives us a huge upside in the rest of the ticket oh yeah i mean that's the thing you got at some point you got to take a stand 
um, and use some and go low in a in a race at using some prices because if you can, if you're right if your opinion's right and the fact that you like the nine two the nine's my top pick the six your top pick from a speed standpoint I mean we got it I think those are that it's the key and I mean when is sixty nine ever led anyone wrong you know what I mean so <laughs> it's never a disaster right <laughs> well sometimes it could be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, uh, that's all the time we have. Make sure uh, you stay tuned, right? Stay tuned because yeah. Amish will be on here very shortly. Three minutes. Uh, what are you guys doing on the Magic Mike show? We're doing the late pick five from Aqueduct on Saturday. Uh, so hopefully we get uh, get another crazy day tomorrow, double carry over into it. we got to carry over into the late pick five tomorrow at Aqueduct. We're going to be covering Saturdays. Actually a fun sequence, three turf races on it, a couple uh, overnight stakes. So it should be, a, should be a pretty good one. Big fields as well. Uh, make sure you check out all of our picks and all of our information at racingdudes.com. Make sure you hit that Get Racing Dudes premium button at Racing Dudes uh, to learn more about our premium products and uh, get your hands on the snow bombs that uh, Mike Samich does, as well as the Rockets and our premium picks. We're on racing, at racingdudes.com. Remember, we're your destination site for all free horse racing picks to all the major horse racing tracks. We're on Twitter at, at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can find all, all episodes of Blickers Off by visiting our podcast page or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places you listen to. You can find Blinkers Off and the Magic Mike Show. And uh, finally, I believe we're is a tournament. Uh, when's our the when's the next tournament? Is it in December? Uh, first weekend of December, I think, was the plan. That'll be the last time to qualify for the finals, which is going to be uh, uh, Malibu Day on December twenty sixth. That's right. All right, so it's coming up. You got one. We have. We all have one. The dude's got to qualify. Man. Someone's got one more shot. I'm gonna keep. If it doesn't, then I'm gonna have a tournament just randomly every weekend until I can get. My, even if I don't, I won't even. I won't even announce it. It'll just be me and you, and, uh, and then we'll just be. Hey, you know, one of us has got to do this. Um, but anyways, all right, guys, I'll let Samich go because he's gonna be back here in a little bit. Thank you so much, Samich, uh, for helping me out here. And hopefully, we can cash this. Uh, I'll, I'll send you thirty. What is that? Thirty-one dollars and fifty cents. Look at that math. You nailed it, man. Last time I sent you Venmo, that worked out so well. So, yeah, no, it, it didn't <laughs> work that well. But it was fun. It was fun nonetheless. <laughs> hey, you know, well, it was fun for a very short period of time, but it was fun. All right, guys, I'm Jared Welch. He's Mike Thomas. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 